Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your fight. We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys are good. Scary good. And this crowd is going bananas. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff, and joining me, as always, is my friend and professional better. You know him on gambling Twitter as So Money Sports, and So Money it was a, a tough one for us on Tuesday night. A couple of overtime games didn't go our way, but life uh, life is not all beer and Skittles, so we're right back on the horse here. And as always, we'll start it with an underdog pick, and this is an ugly one, but Got to do it. I like the Buffalo Sabres. They're plus 210 on the road in Edmonton, minus 265. The over-under here is six and a half. I know that you've been generally high on the Oilers over the past few weeks since the coaching change. However, Mike Smith is starting a goal for them and not going to lay minus 265 with Mike Smith against any team, including the Buffalo Sabres, who are plus 210. Craig Anderson will be in goal for the Sabres in all likelihood. That gives us a 40-year-old in Anderson against a 39-year-old in Mike Smith in goal. So should be a wild one. Um, the, we know the Oilers, they can give up goals in bunches. They can score goals in bunches. So I'm just hoping that the Sabres are able to stick within striking distance against Edmonton in this one and um, keep this plus 210 alive for as long as possible. And hey, maybe pull off the upset like i said this is just a bet about going against mike smith and the oilers goaltending situation anything for you sabers and oilers before we move on even though i'm high on the oilers it's not um that that number is not something that i'd be interested in laying with them they did come off a very loosely played game against the wings and they were fortunate to uh to pull that one out in the end with mike smith starting um puyarvi should be back as well and um, he's going to provide an immediate boost to that offense. That is, it is starting to, to come around a bit here again uh, with the Sabres on a back-to-back. Normally we would be on a goalie watch for them, um, but it doesn't matter. Maybe Anderson is a slight upgrade, but 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 not enough to uh, move the needle for me. Um, I am interested in the over here and um, the game should get to a juiced uh, six and a half. Um, the market will be poised to uh, to bet this total up. So if I do get an edge on a flat six and a half, I will go on it early. Otherwise, it's it's over or nothing for me here. On to the main part of the show. We'll start with the Islanders and Rangers. The showdown at Madison Square Garden. The Islanders are plus 120. The Rangers are minus 140. The over-under here is five and a half. We should get a great goaltending matchup in this one between Ilya Sorokin and Igor Shesterkin. They are good friends, both from... Russia and came up in the uh, Russian hockey system. So should be a good one. Um, but uh, it does beg mentioning that the goalies are in slightly different form right now. I know Igor has been fantastic all season, but he has shown some, some signs of slowing down. Maybe it's because of a heavy workload. He did have a couple of days off because Georgiev went for them on Tuesday night in a, in a lucky win against the ducks. I do think that the betting value here is on the Islanders, but they're coming off a, uh, a really tough loss against the capitals in which you know, there was, a must-win game for them. They didn't get the job done. So it's so a weird spot for, for the Isles. And they should be able to be motivated. They've, As we talked about last episode, this is a team that has played for pretty hard despite being out of the playoff race for quite some time. Um, so And you're playing your biggest rival. So the motivation shouldn't be a huge deal. However, um, the number's just not there yet for me. But I would look Islanders or nothing. 
Um, that that was a tough shootout loss. It, it it did stink for a while, but but we move on. Um, obviously with Sorokin and Shesterkin, we look at the under. But I think a juiced uh, five and a half is going to be captured pretty quickly here by the market. So that's going to keep me off that total. On the other hand, of course, uh, we're we're price sensitive. So if we get a plus money five and a half, that is something that I will be looking at the over there. Um, the Isles, they are filling the net lately and uh, and the Rangers are who they are defensively at this point. It's just a matter of if Shesterkin can continue masking their deficiencies or not. Um, I'm actually not sure which way the market's going to move here on the side. There are a couple of conflicting market aspects at play, but if the Rangers do drift and I can get a plus 130-ish on the Islanders, that is the way that um, that I would be looking here. An interesting one between the Predators, who are minus 175, and the Flyers, plus 150, the over-under is six. This will be Claude Giroux's 1,000th and probably final game as a member of the Philadelphia Flyers. His family is in town. There's going to be a big ceremony, and then he's going to get traded most likely uh, in the next day or two after that. So it's in a weird way, This I'm expecting an inspired effort out of Philadelphia. And it's not like they've been playing terribly. This is a bad team that has played kind of a little bit above, I would say, that. Um, that tier in terms of like their underlying metrics, they're getting decent goaltending when Carter Hart's in goal. So th- there's a chance here I'll be on the flyers, but I would need a bigger number and I don't know if I'm going to get it. Um, and, you know, as we say, betting against you, Soros is, is never fun. We are on goalie watch here. Of course, with, uh, with Martin Jones, um, I'm not touching the flyers. Um, we know about the Predators. We've talked about it. They're, they're a flawed team, but they're getting results on the back of Soros. I'll probably pass on this game, but just looking forward, I am still looking for opportunities to uh, fade the Preds, but I don't think this is the spot that we're looking for. The Washington Capitals are minus 200, traveling to Columbus, uh, who are plus 170. The Blue Jackets are the over-under here, six and a half. Columbus is, is going to be playing on the second night of a back-to-back. Vitek Vanacek has been good, I think, for the Capitals for since he returned from injury. was at February 1st around there. Um, the, the Capitals were pretty good against the Islanders. I would say that they're uh, a slow start to that game, but uh, were not undeserving winners in, in the shootout. Let's put it that way. However, I still think the number is too high. Like the Capitals are a flawed team and Vanacek isn't a, a goalie in that tier where I think he can steal games um, when the defense doesn't show up. The Blue Jackets, like I said, there's a bad scheduling spot. The number's pretty high, but it's not high enough, especially with the goaltending. So I'll pass across the board in this one unless I can get a much bigger number on the Jackets. So uh, Merzlikens is, is starting Wednesday night. So that means we are on Corpusalo watch. That can only mean one thing. <laughs> We're looking over. Um, the Caps, they are um, starting their back-to-back. And with a game in Carolina on deck, it's very likely that they're going to go with Samsonov here. Uh, with um, Vanacek playing against a better team. but And that would be a perfect combination for the over, uh, but we need to make sure that that's what we are getting. Um, the issue again here is going to be the price. It should move pretty quickly to a juice six and a half, which would keep me on the sidelines. So if you do like the over, um, you would need to move on it uh, pretty early in, in, in this game. The Dallas Stars coming off a shutout loss against the Leafs are minus 205 traveling to Montreal to take on the Canadians who are plus 175. The over under is six. The Habs uh, just traded Ben Sherratt a couple hours before we're recording this, and he probably won't be the last one to leave. So keep an eye there for scratches and uh, whatnot for Montreal. However, in 15 games under Martin St. Louis so far, they're playing pretty well. They've 
got above a 50% expected goal rate uh, by public models. And that's helped to alleviate some pressure on the bad goaltenders that they have. However, Jake Allen is back in the picture. He will be starting for the Canadians, it seems, for tomorrow night. He's definitely an upgrade over Caden Primo and uh, Sam Montembeau, but he's not played in a long time and he wasn't playing particularly well before he went on the sidelines. Some of that is definitely down to the team in front of him for sure. Cause he, he had a good season last year that is going to keep me off of Montreal and Dallas is just so inconsistent. This is a team that has been pretty good over the past couple of weeks, but they just have a tendency to lay, lay eggs in these kind of spots. So it'll be Montreal or nothing for me, but I'll need a much bigger number. Yeah. I'm probably going to sit, sit this one out. Um, Jake Allen starting is uh, he is an immediate upgrade in goaltending, but it's really tough for me to uh, back that defense right now. Um, the Stars have also been giving up more goals recently. That could be due to Ottinger's workload here recently. So um, it it kind of keeps me off both teams. So I'll, I'll be I'll be sitting this one out most likely. An interesting one uh, between the Penguins and Blues because all season long we've been talking about how Ville Husso has outplayed Jordan Bennington. And how Tristan Jari was the uh, was having a great season for Pittsburgh. Now Bennington has been in pretty good form. Huso and Tristan Jari for the Penguins has been uh, they've been inconsistent. So it'll be interesting to see where the goaltending cards fall for this one. Uh, it's a pick 'em minus one ten, minus one ten. I lean towards St. Louis, but it's probably going to be another pass for me here. Yeah, after a surprise start um, that DeSmith uh, got against Nashville, uh, we sh- we should have Tristan Jari back in goal. I don't think the Penguins played poorly against the Preds, um, but like usual, you need to be you need to be prepared for what you get when you bet against Soros. Um, the Blues uh, might be getting Bushnevich and Thomas back, uh, which we will monitor since uh, their status is going to impact the number. With Huso possibly in net, I'm not sure who they're going to go with, and uh, Bushnevich and Thomas, if they're in, uh, there is going to be some value on the Blues. Um, at this point, I have this close to a 50-50, so... Um, the current line makes sense, but of course, we'll reevaluate in the morning if if either of these teams become a big enough dog, then that's probably the way that I'd be looking. Yeah, likewise there. Um, all right, we'll move on to the Sharks and the Kings. San Jose's plus 150, Los Angeles minus 170. The over-under is five and a half. The Sharks just uh, extended Tomas Hurdle. To, uh, they signed him to an eight-year extension, so he won't be traded at the deadline. I mean, that kind of stuff might give a little bit of a shot in the arm to the rest of the team. However, this is a pretty flawed team, especially defensively. They allow more shot attempts uh, at five on five than anybody else in the NHL. They are bottom 10 in expected goals against and goals against at five on five. Their goaltending is what it is. It's basically middle of the pack and has been all over the place in terms of injuries and stuff. Uh, Meanwhile, the Kings, they've hit a little bit of a wobble after a really hot run. So I think this number is is probably too rich on Los Angeles still. However, uh, the Sharks, just not a team that I'm going to be getting involved with it at a price like this. So I know you think that there might be a path to success here for San Jose, but uh, I'll probably be sending this one out. The Sharks did play well in their in their loss uh, to the Panthers. And with Reimer back, he is able to hide a lot of their uh, their deficiencies. Um, it's been a struggle all year for Bob Bugner to uh, – get his team to play the defensive style they need to consistently play. It does look like they're they're back on that defensive swing right now. So that's something that I'm keeping my eye on. Um, all of a sudden, the Kings have lost uh, three or four. And of course, it does coincide with the recent injuries. Um, 
the path I see is more based on the price. The Sharks did beat the Kings in back-to-back games, so I'm fully expecting a Kings inflated number here with them taking money and they're going to bounce back and all that. But um, I am interested to see how far this goes, which would um, give me some interest on the Sharks if that number does get a little bit too inflated. All right, uh, before we get to our best bets, we'll wrap up this portion of the program with Panthers. They're minus 130. Taking on the Golden Knights, plus 110. The over-under here is six and a half. The Panthers, before we get into the Knights, the Panthers just acquired Ben Sherratt from Montreal. He should solidify the bottom half of their defense pretty well and, and add some more of that oomph, that physicality to uh, an already dynamic squad. And boy, are they catching the Knights at a good time. The Vegas Golden Knights seems like they've lost every game for four or five weeks, but I think it's five in a row for Vegas. They went over, didn't get a point on their five game road trip here. And the house is kind of falling down around them a little bit. It seems like since the Jack Eichel trade, the lineup just hasn't really made much sense. And a lot of that's because of injuries. Mark Stone's been out for a while. Max Pacioretty has been in and out. Um, injuries on the blue line. Robin Leonard in goal is out and uh, not going to be back anytime soon, it seems. So, boy, uh, there's there's a couple things to discuss with the Knights here. It's like at some point their number is going to get too big and across like all the markets, whether it's a Stanley Cup future to win the Western Conference or, um, you know, if, if they do make the playoffs and they do kind of will themselves across the line, they could be a live underdog if, if they get one of the last two spots against uh, one of the top seeds. But that's for another time. And it's also for if they actually make the playoffs, because right now the math is not in their favor, despite that they are a better team than the teams that are chasing them or that they're chasing. So we'll park that conversation. And right here, I think that, man, it's just like, I would, I'm very tempted by the number getting Vegas at home at plus money, uh, even against an, an elite team. Like I'm tempted by it, but it's just really hard to, to go to Vegas right now. This is very similar to the Sharks game in that um, we just have to see how far, how far it goes. We know that the Panthers are going to take money here. We know that, um, the market sentiment on Vegas is very low as it as it should be. So this is just one of those games where we'll see in the morning how far it goes and if we can um, pick off any value on the other side. Other than that, I mean, we all we know about the Vegas situation. It's not um, it's not going to rectify itself in the in in the short term until players get healthy. But for now, it's just a matter of if we're going to uh, be able to bet into an inflated number or not. Now we will move on to top shelf bets. Our favorite bets for Thursday, March 17th at St. Patrick's Day. Top shelf where mama hides the cookies. I'll go first. The Carolina Hurricanes, right now they're minus 105 on the road, traveling to Toronto to take on the Maple Leafs. They're minus 115. The over-under here is six. I think the wrong team is favored here. I think that Carolina, with the goaltending matchup, which will be Freddie Anderson, the former Leaf, taking on Eric Chalgren. Um, who was in the AHL and nobody had ever heard of until a couple of days ago. He did pitch a shutout against the Stars. He looked really good in relief for Peter Mrazek a few nights before that. However, this is an AHL goaltender taking on a guy who's going to be a Vezina nominee in all likelihood and is having a terrific season, not to mention Austin Matthews has been suspended, so he'll be out for um, the Maple Leafs. That said, I think this number should move towards Carolina because of um, you know all the things I just mentioned. Carolina has an elite play-driving offense. They are second in expected goals for third in shot attempts for at five on five. Their power play is good. Um, they are missing some pieces on the blue line. I'm not terribly concerned. And all that offensive 
juice going against this very flawed Maple Leafs defense in front of an AHL goaltender, I'm going to take it, my chances here. So I like Carolina. I think there's value on Carolina up to like minus 125, maybe minus 130, um, but not much further than that. So give me the Canes as my best bet on Thursday night. Do you have anything in this one? I give the Leafs full credit for their win against the Stars. It was it was a complete defensive performance, and they deserve to win. We saw uh, the bump in performance that happens sometimes after after a star player is out. That is a real thing in sports, by the way. And and we also saw one of those situations in the in the NHL where a goalie making his NHL debut plays exceptionally well, which is also a real thing in the NHL. So full credit to them. It was an impressive performance, and they and they got me on both fronts there. Um, I've mentioned a few times that I generally do tend to come in higher on the on the Kings, um, and I'm no different here. It was um, it, it was a nice bump for the Leafs, but they are stepping up in class here, and we can't forget about about their defensive issues after one game. Um, we talked about it last week before the Carolina game against the Avalanche about the importance of getting a couple of extra days off at this point of the season. And the Canes are in that position again. They're in a highly advantageous rest situation here. Um, Anderson, you mentioned, is going to be in goal. I think that's been confirmed now. But I would have been okay going with uh, going with Antti Ranta in, in this situation as well, depending on the number. Um, Canes have been playing well. They were a little bit unlucky in their game against the Penguins. I think they probably deserve to pull that out. So um, I'm going to be joining you on Carolina here as well. All right, and we'll wrap up the show with the Red Wings. They're plus 165, taking on the Canucks, minus 205. The over-under here is six. Uh, the Wings, man, boy, um, they don't get saves. They don't prevent scoring chances. Uh, it should be, a, it looks like, uh, and the odds reflect that, a pretty straightforward win for the Canucks. But as you know and I know, that's very the case in hockey. So I'll knock on wood for you. Um, I'm passing on this one from a betting perspective, although you have a play on the total. It does feel like the Wings have lost like 20 straight games here, but uh, I think that this could be a little bit of a tricky situation for the Canucks. I do believe that Demko will get the start, but we're starting to see some softer kind of un-Demko-like goals being let in lately. Uh, This is the time of year where we see a drop-off in play from young goalies who are in their first season with a heavy workload. Um, We might be seeing that now. Uh, Boudreaux recognizes this uh, since Demko has been getting more practice time off consistently um, since they no longer have any faith in in, in Yaro Horlak. Uh, for the Wings, um, like you mentioned, they continue to be leaky defensively. Even in the game, they they quote-unquote only lost 3 nothing to the Flames. Uh, they were lucky it wasn't 4-0 after the first period. Uh, Grice stood on his head to make that game respectable on the scoreboard. Um, I will be on the over here. Um, I think Demko might be getting a little bit worn down here. And we know about the Red Wings. Um, I will have an edge on a flat six, and that is what I'll be aiming for. And I fully expect this game to uh, to uh, get to six and a half. Lovely. And that'll do it for another episode of Line Change for so many sports for Michael Leboff. Uh, we're wishing you the best of luck on Thursday, March 17th, St. Patrick's Day, with your NHL bets. <laughs>